0: Knowledge must be earned, Tenno. I will share what I know, but you must prove yourself deserving. Welcome to a Cephalon Squared mini episode. Injecting more Warframe into your week. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to Cephalon Squared mini episode number 22. My name's Cephalon Greg, and I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good. Are sure? how, are you, how are you? I am alive, clawing on to <laughs> um, sanity and, and life by the fingernails. I've had the flu this week, and it has not been fun. Mmm, joys. <laughs> yes, but I'm heavily medicated, and it seems like my um, runny nose is... You know, not running stable for the moment. <laughs> so let's get this recording done and get the, uh, the mini into the ears of the, the people who are waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so how's the weather up there in Ipswich?
1: Well, it's actually started getting a little bit warm again. And currently at 5.30 on a Thursday evening in the small city of Ipswich, it is 21 degrees Celsius with
0: a 64% humidity. 21, eh? So that's 69 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoop, whoop. Or about <laughs> 70, actually, if you round up. So yeah, as you can notice, it's um, it's a little bit earlier than we usually record, because we usually record around 8 o'clock. It's 5.30, and here in Melbourne, it's 13 degrees. So it's chilly down here, which is a, a chilly uh, 55 degrees Fahrenheit with 69% humidity. So it's not warm at all it's actually 13 degrees is relatively comfortable when you're inside so um it's not bad but it is five thirty in the afternoon it really should be a little bit warmer but oh well no nonsense it is melbourne <laughs> it's not even winter yet still a month and a half till winter oh no no in half, half that. a month two weeks well that yeah. makes more sense then yeah fair enough <laughs> bring on that winter why not do it I've just gotten hopefully getting through the flu, and once that's done, then I'll be all immunized. My immune system will be freaking ready to take on winter. (laughs) Let's hope. Let's hope. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All right, so there is some mini news this week. Um, The Jovian Concord update on the PC is still coming. So this morning. D took to Twitter, I think it was, to say, hey, sorry guys, actually it was the forums, Um, not out yet, hopefully still going to be this week, they're doing their best, so if it comes out, it'll be out tomorrow, or the day after, because I guess it's still only Wednesday-ish, or it'll be coming on Thursday morning um, in Canada, so it could still happen, uh, but the interesting thing they mentioned is that players need to have completed the chimera prologue in order to fight the new boss that's very very interesting
1: it is it is it uh gives me hope for some
0: interesting mechanics indeed so we'll have a bit more of a chat about that on Saturday uh particularly as we'll probably have and if it comes out that is we'll probably have an idea as to what all of that means so mm. very interesting <laughs> <laughs> indeed, and secondly, Series 1 of Nightwave ends May 19th, which is this coming weekend. There will be some time between Series 1 and 2, so uh, it looks like there'll actually be weeks as opposed to days between Series 1 and 2. They said that they want that to be the time where the, the um, consoles catch up to PC, which is interesting, um, so they must want... Jovian Concord to be out on all systems before Series Two comes out, so maybe something that happens in the Jovian Concord is tied into it. Who knows? Because mm. you know the Nightwave was already caught up, so it's not like they're catching up Nightwaves. They're catching up something else in between. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. just something else we could discuss on, uh, on Sundays. Um, episode. Indeed. Also, something that we can discuss later. So. Yeah. Interesting stuff, but I will say this now, spend your wolf creds, because they will be going away on the weekend. Do it. Do it. Spend all all of them. Spend them all up. Spend it. Get rid of them. So this week's topic is Inaros, or Inaros, if you want to say it that way, however you'd like to say it, it's fine. It doesn't matter, grammar Nazis, all right? It just doesn't matter. We won't judge much, exactly. We'll judge a little. (laughs) Inaros strategic. is a very cool quest. It's a pain-in-the-ass quest. Massive, massive pain-in-the-ass. You get it from barrow Ketir, Um, and then you go through and you do the quest and you end up with Inaros. It's a pain-in-the-ass because you have to farm for enemies, and the end mission is actually quite difficult if you're not prepared for it. But it's a really cool quest because it's got some real Egyptian overtones to it, even though it's set on Mars, um it's got some cool backstory for Barrow. Uh some cool backstory for Inaros Inaros himself. And Inaros is just super cool. I'm a big fan of Egyptian history, so I just love him. Um and he's the god of sand <laughs> in Warframe. Uh so he's got some cool abilities, very, very cool abilities, and um I absolutely love him. He's probably one of my top five frames, I would say. Um But let's just get into it. We'll talk about him. So, Lucas, Mm -hmm. over to you. All right.
1: Starting off with his passive, Undying. When his uh, health hit points uh, hit zero, Inaris is sealed in an upright sarcophagus rather than a standard bleed-out animation. Uh, And he can siphon health from enemies uh, and allies in order to fill his respawn meter. Once his meter is full, Inaris can respawn and continue fighting. The Siphoning Beam from his ability pulls enemies towards him, much like Devour, and can be dispelled by Nullifier Crewmen or Scrambus-type enemies with ability neutralizing effects. Uh, Inaris can still be revived by teammates in this state normally, uh, but does not need to be. As an additional note, Inaris health can be restored by 20% for performing melee finishes on enemies. Uh, this can be especially helpful when Inaris has just finished charging his Scarabama and needs to gain health back.
0: Indeed. Um, I don't find his sarcophagus to be super, super helpful, personally
1: it's it's not really that helpful unless you're uh, versing uh low level enemies it's not really helpful at all i did actually learn today that the mod uh provoked actually affects the um health drain that you siphon out of enemies Mm. so the normal amount is 75 um regardless of armor but it does still um get mitigated by shield and resistances but 75 percent uh 75 health um every second um for the understandard, and i believe uh provoked gives a plus 110 percent damage to bleed out damage um so yeah the provoked can actually up that 75 to roughly about 150 160 ish somewhere around there
0: okay that's good to know yeah, because yeah, I I've very rarely found myself actually coming back to life because of his sarcophagus. Uh, words are hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, another yeah.
1: another thing that uh, is good to know as well is that if the um, if you're actually you know targeting a, an enemy that your allies kill, that actually counts towards the siphoning for you. And that and realistically, you only need to kill two enemies to actually um, bring Inaris back from the dead.
0: Yeah, I just find him slowly sucking the life out of high um hit point enemies and just takes too long. Yeah. But it, that's, it's, that's interesting
1: it's, to know. It's not good. Uh it's not that great. Um, but you know, this could always be used as something as like a, a crowd control a passive as well. You know, you're dead and you can suck enemies towards you and stop them from being able to crawl away.
0: I guess. Crowd control beyond the grave. <laughs> fair enough alright his first ability is called desiccation and you you know obviously it's lovingly referred to as pocket sand for obvious reasons pocket sand um, so Inaros flings a wave of sand at his enemies stunning all of them within range and blinding those that are facing Inaros so blinded enemies are open to melee finishes which is great of course and they're also stunned for a short duration Desiccation does initial burst of damage um, and, of course, does initiate a a dot effect, damage over time, which is converted into his health pool at a rate of 25% while the ability is active. Desiccation can be recast while in use, so he can keep flinging sand into his enemies, um, which helps him to stun and blind large groups of enemies um, often before they even know he's there. Uh, which means you can clear rooms pretty easily with, uh... You know us. did it? Anything else to say about old sand in the eyes? Uh, I don't have anything else to say about that, but, um...
1: Did we... There is an augment, yes, you're right.
0: There is totally an augment mod, I forgot we were doing this. We've only been doing (laughs) it for weeks now. Um... (laughs) Desiccation's Curse is the augment for this ability, and basically killing any blinded enemy with a finisher has a 75% chance to spawn a Sand Shadow. And you'll know what a Sand Shadow is when Lucas starts talking about them in just a second. Uh, But 75% is pretty high. It is. It is. So Uh, 3 out
1: of every 4. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
1: now moving on to the next ability, Devour. Inaris traps a target in quicksand and on holding the ability will draw them in and begin dealing ramped up damage over time, uh, restoring his own health in the process and making him immune to damage and status effects. Teammates can also interact with a target affected by a Devour, making them immune to damage and consuming the target while the interact key is held. Uh, once a targeted enemy's health has been depleted. While Inaros, not a teammate, is consuming them, a sand shadow is summoned. I that was a very summoned th- a shadow. Was, then, that, yeah, that was very loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sand shadow is a clone of the enemy target killed by Devourer and will actively fight other enemies for as long as it took to fully consume the target, uh, or a minimum of fifteen seconds, creating a helpful distraction while Inaros picks out his next target. Devour does damage over time, which ramps up over a couple of seconds when a target is being consumed. This ability's lockdown is useful for neutralizing powerful and hardy enemies such as the Bursa, Ancient Healer, or Bombards to remove them from the field for a short time, allowing your teammates extra time to clear other mobs or run through the stage. This
0: is an interesting ability. It very, is. Very, very interesting. So he basically eats them. And turns them into a sand demon who fights on his behalf. But by eating them, he gets their health. Yeah, uh, and there's Critical. no no present augment for Devour. No, sadly, um, probably because it's one of his best abilities, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the third ability is called Sandstorm. He takes control of the sands and he becomes a bit of a whirlwind, lifting targets off the ground, dealing damage over time. Inaros is resistant to all damage while in this state, but he can't use any other abilities or weapons, which is fair enough because he's, you know, a tornado of sand. Uh, This is a channeled ability and it costs energy over time while you're using it. um, And enemies killed, affected by Devour, so the first, sorry, second ability, and caught in Sandstorm will also restore inaros's health as is, as if he were consuming them and if sandstorm kills them while they're still affected by devour then they will turn into a sand shadow so basically you can start off devour and not completely consume a few different enemies then kick off your sandstorm and you'll get energy by devouring those guys, because devour takes a long time and it's only a single single enemy. So if you just kick off devour and shut it off quickly, um, then you can use your sandstorm to neutralize multiple enemies at a time. Sandstorm will also pull in nearby item drops such as energy orbs, ammo, etc., allowing Enaros to replenish his energy and health while channe- channeling the ability. So that is pretty cool. Uh, enemies that are caught in stands I can't speak. Sandstorm are affected by slash damage over time and will be flung far away from the Sandstorm. It is a very cool ability. It does actually do quite a bit of damage um, per second. So it's 500 base damage per second, uh, which is quite a lot. And if you build him for strength, then that just increases. So it's not a bad ability. I don't find myself using it a lot, to be honest, but um, pretty good when you're in a pinch.
1: Yeah, definitely agreed. Uh, Now,
0: Sandstorm does actually have a augment. Oh, shit. Fuck! Thanks, Lucas. Thank God you're here. (laughs) Thank God you're here! The mod's name is Elemental Sandstorm. It has a 50% chance to inflict status procs, but it is dependent on the mods that's on your melee weapon. Actually, to be more specific, it's dependent on... The elements elements, and uh, IPS damage that your melee weapon can inflict. So Sandstorm can put 50%, uh, has a 50% chance to inflict status procs uh, for all of the status types that your melee, melee weapon can inflict. That's a clearer way of saying it. It just took me three or four times to say it. <laughs> Ching! <laughs> that's, a, that's quite a nice, nice little augment right there. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know much about that one until I was writing it down about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and for Inaris' fourth ability, we have Scarab Armor. When this ability is held, Inaris stands stationary and converts his health into Scarab Armor uh, at a set rate not affected by Warframe mods. This effect will stop when Scarab Armor reaches either 100% or Inaris only has two hit points left. This ability creates armor for Inaris, increasing his base armor... Up to 100%, essentially doubling it, and making him further resistant to damage while the ability is active. Tapping the ability again while targeting an enemy will release the Scarab Swarm, sending out a projectile which consumes 25% of the armour, reducing Inaris' bonus armour, and causing the target enemy to be partially staggered. Uh, When in flight, the swarm projectiles have a small area of effect that infests enemies in its path, uh, with the effects of the Scarab Swarm. Enemies infested by the Swarm projectile take corrosive damage over time, and this damage is converted into health for Inaros and his squad in an area of effect. Enemies affected by the Swarm also have a small aura in which their infestation can spread to other enemies, creating additional areas of healing for Inaros. And this actually has a really nice amount of um, damage to it. It's uh, 200 damage per second. Um... So, you know, you end up healing stupidly quick with this ability. It really is yes. a nice one. Uh, as for the augment for it, Negation Swarm uh, will protect from status effects. Each status protected against consumes 3% of the bonus armor. So, that's you've got a nice hefty chance there to prevent a lot of status procs.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's a very good... Uh, augment that one that's, yeah. that's the one I tend to use in my build with him so this is his other best ability in my opinion so I guess what we can talk about now is is how we tend to play him so if you look at his abilities yes he can do damage because all of his abilities actually do a bit of damage Um, I don't see him as a damage a DPS frame though No, definitely not. He's a tank, and he's potentially invulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things we didn't really talk about him is he doesn't have shield. So you can build him for very high health. And if you remember, we talked about um, health and armor and shield a few episodes ago. If you build him for very high armor... At 300 armor, you're effectively doubling his health. So you can build him for up to seven, 8,000 health. I think I've seen some people have him at. And if you've got 300 armor, that's effectively 1,600 health. So that's massive, of course. And then there's scarab armor. So you can double that again. Double your armor, at least. Um, so building him for health and armor is pretty much you know, a no-brainer. Uh, especially building him for armor. And the way I I tend to use him is at the start of a mission, I'll put on my Scarab armor up to 100%, and then I'll go out and I'll devour a few enemies until my health is back up to full, and I've still got 100% armor, and away I go. Uh, Then whenever I need to, I can use my Scarab armor and expend 25% of it to kill a bunch of enemies and you know do whatever I need to do, and then I'll just use my scarab armor again to build it back up to 100%, eat a few enemies, etc, etc. But because I use that augment, I'm pretty much immune to stack status procs, but every once in a while I just have to eat an enemy. Um, but it, it means that I can live almost forever if you don't pay attention to what you're doing, because you do have to pay attention to, especially if you're using that augment, you got to pay attention to his armor, and you got to pay, pay attention to your health, which does go down over time. Um, and if you get carried away, you can die, but it's pretty rare. (laughs) It is pretty rare. How do you play Youngin Aras?
1: Um, well, I definitely go about the survivalist route as well. Um, essentially starting the same way, Scarab Armour, Devour, um, and then, you know, maybe a bit of desiccation here and there. Um, but the way I've actually modded him is I've gone... I actually haven't put anything towards armor whatsoever, because he, he does have a base 200 armor. Hmm. Um, so, you know, once Scarab armor is up, you've, you're sitting at 400, so you're already, you already... You start, essentially, with doubled, um, doubled health. So the way I've got him built is I put uh, most of my stuff towards survivability, so he's got a, a good 5,600 um, base health, which is very, very hefty. Um, and then I've gone with the uh, quick thinking and rage. Um, so you know, with rage, you convert forty percent of damage uh, on your health into energy. It's a good way to replenish his uh, his energy reserves. And quick thinking you know, drains energy to stop lethal damage with a two hundred and forty percent efficiency. So even if his health does go down um, down to you know two. It will then start leeching out of his uh, energy. And then I can just use a couple of his abilities to boost his health back up. Which is then in turn will grant me more health. Um, and go along with this. I've also gone Hunter's Adrenaline and Gladiator Finesse. Just to really make that um, that uh, combo solid. Um, and of course I have to run my my Kitty with him too. Um, using the uh, Life Link yeah health health link yeah um and you know my cat sits at a good seven thousand health whenever my cat does damage it heals me whenever i do damage with a melee attack it heals my cat um so yeah i've just gone for a full survivalist build essentially
0: i have too i just um focused more on armor than you did so I've, i've got about the same amount of health as you do um but i've got quite a bit more armor uh, then you have rage is a no-brainer, uh, but I don't feel that I need quick bring, quick thinking or some of those um, simply because I have so much armor that it's very rare that I even go down. Um, yeah, he's 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 awesome just for his survivability. He's not fun in a way that uh, some uh, other frames you're constantly using their abilities. But his sandstorm can be fun. Um, eating enemies can be fun. Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot to him. He can be boring if all you're doing is just staying alive. So I can understand that. It's, it's, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but-
1: a few a few years ago, I was watching a YouTuber who simply reviewed uh, Inaris and said, he does everything he does perfectly, but nothing memorably. Uh, and I honestly think that is very accurate. Like, he... He can survive, you know, he's built to survive, he's built to leech life off the enemies, but to be honest, I actually completely forgot that we were doing Inaris this week, I kind of skipped ahead to Ivara. (laughs) So, he he is a bit of a forgettable one in terms of, um, enjoyment.
0: Yeah, I guess that's, um, that's a personal take though, because I find him very enjoyable. Um yeah he's he's probably one of my most played frames I, I was playing him all day today actually um i'm a i'm a big fan of Inaros. but you know i can see where that where that comes from but it's i like the ability to stay alive and i just like to eat people nom nom <laughs> nom, nom 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 but that's just me cannibal greg <laughs> <laughs> indeed not killer greg cannibal greg <laughs> Inside jokes. (laughs) Yeah, so if you don't have Rage, Hunter Adrenaline's a good option as an alternative. Uh, Anyway, so just just keep in mind, because he has no shields, he's really absolutely perfect for carrying the Decaying Dragon Key when you're going to um, vault runs, if you've got more than one person, that is. Absolutely perfect for no shields nightmare mode. Really good option for doing hijaps hijacks because it drains his health and if you've got five, six thousand health you can usually get from the start all the way to the end. Um without stopping. So he's uh, he's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah. Cool cool? In no in no way, shape or form and am I saying he's a bad frame. He is a good frame.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to build him for survivability. You can build him to do damage because his abilities do do a fair amount of damage. If you build him for Sandstorm, love to hear how you've built it. Um, You know, I'd be interested to give it a try. I really just have one build for him. So I'm not afraid to to stick in a a second build into my uh, second options for um, Inara. So let us know how you've built him and I might give it a shot uh, on a stream in the future. Hey, that's a good idea. All right, anything else to say about the the old Inaris himself, apart from the fact that he has a wonderful um, alternate skin? Well, he does have a wonderful alternate skin,
1: and there actually is one last thing that we kind of forgot to mention at the beginning Mm -hmm. uh, when we were talking about passives. Um, Now, Inaris actually has a second passive. It's not really a passive, but it is. It's... um, Bonus oh, rank bonuses. Yeah, rank bonuses. Um, uh, so at uh, certain levels, he actually will receive more bonuses than other frames usually do. Um, and by the time you get him to rank 30, that usually uh, means you get a plus 300% to health and a plus 50% to energy capacity. So exactly. that is special quite nice. that is to him.
0: Yeah. Um, he starts off with only 550 health. But because of those rank bonuses, he ends up at 2200, so that is massive. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive. Cool. He also has a bunch of polarities as standard, so I'm looking forward to an Inarrce you know, Prime. I don't know what they would do with him. He would. He's already overpowered in terms yeah. of survivability, <laughs> but hey. He's fairly broken. I'm happy with his brokenness. <laughs> Alrighty. So that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Um, nothing else much to say about him. We covered his uh, augments, etc. We've done build tips and play tips. So uh, I guess we will close out. If you do want to get in contact with us, for example, if you do have uh, a DPS build for Inaros, reach out to us via the website. Um, that is where you can join our discord, send us an email, all of that fun stuff. Um, give us a rating on your podcast platform, help to spread the word. Uh, if you want to throw us a bone, you do know, maybe, um, maybe, you know, we are trying to get to improve the bandwidth so that we can, uh, stream more regularly. Uh, so go over to coffee ko-fi.com forward slash Cephalon squared and throw us a bone or throw a coffee in our face. That would be lovely. Uh, as long as it's <laughs> hey, not hot, scolding. I don't want to be scolded. Scolding. <laughs> hey, hey, for Lucas, <laughs> Lucas wants scolding. I want no, cold. Greg wants scolding. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> he lies. Think he really does. Lucas, um, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsules, and I'm sick. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri. I am perfectly healthy, and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs.
1: S i l v r l g h t. Um, as my usual little spiel, thank you so much to our community. We love you guys so much for all the support and all the little. Uh, discussions that you um, uh, jump in on and and, he- and have with us. It's always a fantastic pleasure to wake up in the morning and see, you know, a hundred plus messages on, uh, on discord. So thank you so much. And um,
0: yeah, fantastic a massive. Thank pleasure. you. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yes. Yeah, so hopefully this was listenable with my nasalness. Maybe it turns you on. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and thanks to Yarn at disco underscore box on Twitter for the new intros and outros uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. Hopefully the dev, there's a dev stream we don't know yet. Ooh, Fingers ooh. crossed. Exciting times ahead. Exciting. Episode 44 coming up soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.